everybody. Welcome back. Now we're going to do something very special. The next guest, we actually pre-recorded yesterday. Her name is Lauren, and we pre-recorded it because we wanted to be safe. One. And two, she couldn't be here today because she had other appointments, and we didn't want her to miss and you guys to miss being able to connect with her. So I'm not going to tell you anymore. I'm just going to play this interview, and I'll see you right after this interview. Hi. How are you? I'm doing really well. Thank you. You know, I got the opportunity to meet you less than a year ago. It's been like maybe five months. And I just think you are amazing yeah. at everything that you're doing and all of the stuff that your family is doing. We'll get into that a little bit later. But I want to talk about your book that is out there. You've got this book, The Sky Cracked Open. One, the title's amazing. Thank you. Where did that title come from and what made you decide to write this book in the first place? So um, I'm a mom of two. My son is 13 and my daughter is 10. And uh, when they were younger, we, we read poetry a lot um, at bedtime. Uh, Shel Silverstein, Where the Sidewalk Ends, was a, a, a nighttime routine. Um, and I used to read that book when I was little. And Throughout my whole life, I've, I've loved to write, and I would okay. write poetry to my dad, and we would, and my mom, and kind of just write these like funny little nothing poems. Um, and one night, my son just said, "Mom, you should make a, a book of your poems, a real book." Um, and I just sort of laughed it off and thought it was silly. Um, and he kept saying it. At the time, he was about ten, um, and. So we just kept saying it. And so throughout the days, they would say the most random funny things. And I just started taking little notes. And I'd go back. And when everybody would be asleep at night, I would kind of create poems out of the funny things that they were saying throughout the days. Um, and so as I started compiling all of these poems, uh, I thought, maybe I will make a whole book and kind of make it for my children who oh, you know, at awesome. the time I was I was getting sicker I have cystic fibrosis and um, I just wanted to create something for them uh, and I didn't know where it would go okay so. so before we go even further down the road I know people are watching this right now and they're going wait a minute she has a son who's 10 you look like you're all of 18 yourself so <laughs> he's actually 13 oh wow my son's 13 my daughter is 10 um, and thank you for the compliment <laughs> um, yeah I've always looked very young for for my actual age so um, yeah your mom does too I mean I, I'm just gonna put does. it out there she's probably gonna kill me but <laughs> I'm just gonna put it out there Barbara's amazing she looks like she's in her 30s or her 40s and then she introduces us to you and it's like wait a minute what because you guys look like sisters yeah, you don't look like mom and daughter my mom's so incredible. yeah she is incredible how long did it take you to write the book and where do they find it um, it actually did not take me very long um, it was almost like I had to get this creative uh, energy out and I just was writing and writing and writing and I wrote and illustrated it and I wow. think the whole process was about six months um, for all of the poems to be completed um, and, and then it took a little bit longer to get it published and work with um, you know all of the, the behind the scenes things to to get a book published um, and it's available on my website um, and what is your website let's tell them 
theskycrackedopen.com. Okay, you guys, I know you're listening to me, and we're going to explain why you're listening and not seeing me in a minute. But you know that you can go to TigoDirect.com and find her if you don't remember theskycrackedopen.com. But if you do, go check it out at theskycrackedopen.com. You. you know, you mentioned earlier that a little bit, just kind of skated by, that you have been fighting some health issues for most of your life, which is the reason why, you know, we just came from a, a trip and I did not want to take a chance. So I'm sitting over here being social distanced and making sure that you're safe. You know, we're not talking about the flu, cold or COVID. You've really been fighting since you were a child. Right, I was, I was born with uh, cystic fibrosis. So I was diagnosed just at a few days old and had wow. life-saving surgery. I think I was three or four days old. Um, and at the time I have an older sister and she does not have cystic fibrosis. So my parents had never heard of the disease. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a genetic disease and both parents have to be a carrier. And mm. uh, for if both parents are carriers, then the child has a 25% chance of having cystic fibrosis. So it was unheard of for, for my family and my parents. They had never, heard, like I said, they had mm -hmm. never heard of the disease. Um, so yeah, I've been fighting CF uh, my whole life. And a little over a year ago, received my double lung transplant at UCLA. Um, and I'm, so grateful every single day and doing really, really well. You're doing amazing. You. And before we get too far down, what is cystic fibrosis? Because a lot of people have heard that, but don't know exactly what it is. Uh, primarily, it's a respiratory and digestive disease and it affects uh, the respiratory system mostly um, and causes a lot of scarring and lung loss and infections. Um, and over time, just it's a progressive disease. So. Um, I feel very fortunate that I was in my 30s when I needed a transplant. So many people wow. are not that fortunate. They need their first transplant when they're a teenager. They live a lot of their life in the hospital. And that, while I did have a lot of hospitalizations, a lot of them came later in life. And so I'm always very grateful that I got to experience life and I've had a lot of adventures and, you know, created memories. Um, and. I just always try to see the good in everything and I have to, I have a very positive mindset. Um, and during COVID, uh, I lived in the hospital for four and a half months leading wow. up to when I finally got a match. I was listed for, by the time I got my transplant, I had been listed for 11 months. And uh, at the time of my transplant, I was on supplemental oxygen 24 seven. Um, my left lung didn't work and uh, I had 12% lung function, and now I have 95% lung function. So, I mean, this is International Women's Day 2022. If you're talking about during COVID, you're talking in the last year or two you did this? You look absolutely amazing. I would have never thought that. Was there a, like a fear, because there's so many COVID patients at that time, hospitals, were taken over. Yeah. Was there a fear for that as well? Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, this was right during like the height of COVID. Um, COVID began, we went into isolation, my husband and I and our children. And um, uh, a few months after COVID began, my lung collapsed, which mm. was kind of common for me at that time. But it, a few weeks would go by and it would heal after being in the hospital. And this time it, it wouldn't heal. So we lived in the hospital. It was mm. just too risky for me to come home. And I, you know, I had a chest tube and I had all of the things that go along with a pneumothorax. Um, and so 
that was during the height of COVID. And it was really, really scary. You know, there were COVID patients everywhere and they were trying to contain my area so that um, I didn't have wow. any chance of, of, of getting exposed. Um, so wow. I got my, my match on October 7th and I was transplanted October 9th. And exactly two weeks after my transplant, I walked out of the hospital. <laughs> Our producer just sat in a chair for that pop. <laughs> now, before we, you know, let's talk about this a little bit. I don't get into politics. I don't touch religion usually. But COVID is, I mean, I saw something the other day that this is literally the last weekend two years ago that we were quote unquote normal before everything changed. And it will never go back right. and you know now right now a lot of states a lot of cities are getting rid of the mask mandates and people are being able to do what they want to do the reason why I'm sitting here is because mask mandate or not I'm not going to take a chance of you ending up sick again knock a wood let's you know it's a blessing that you're doing as fantastic as you are so when you hear people on social media people on the news saying oh I'd rather just go to the hospital and deal with the respirator you can't put me behind a mask what does that say to you it's really, really challenging. It's really difficult. In fact, I, I heard somebody say that they would rather be on a ventilator than wear a mask. And I've been on a ventilator twice. And I can tell you that it, there is nothing worse, like absolutely nothing worse in life. And there are no words to explain the horror of it and what it feels like. Um, and so it's really, really difficult to, you know, you, you kind of wait your whole life for this second chance, this transplant, and you get your life back. And I'm so grateful to be normal. I'm a mom. I can do all these things. But then to have COVID sort of in the background and people who don't take it seriously um, and, and make it political and make it all of these things other than what it is, and it's really just trying to limit germ exposure, um, it's hard. And so I sometimes it's almost like I have so much to say that I don't say anything mm -hmm. because, you know, I just, I just want to live my life and, and have a life. I'm so grateful to be able to get up every day and take a breath and not be in pain and not be struggling. Um, but I, I do wish that people would take it a little bit more seriously. I think people have gotten very complacent. Um, and, and think about the people who are not as fortunate to kind of brush it off and the people who think about it every single day. You know, yes, I I'm doing really well, but I'm immunosuppressed for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and transplant meds carry their own side effects and all of the risks and problems that go along with that. And so all of these little things sort of add up and it's a daily struggle and it's a daily thought. Um, so I can't, I don't get to just say, oh, you know, COVID is not a big deal anymore. And I just, I always think that we should all look out for each other. And we, it's not only looking out for yourself. You should think about the people around you and you have no idea what they're going home to or what mm -hmm. they're fighting. Um, and so we should all just be there for each other and help each other out. I totally agree, I totally agree. So how important is organ donors? I mean, you had a double lung transplant. You have to be connected to some kind of a system that helps you have that. So. How important is that? What should people know about organ donation? Um, I actually am on the board for the Nevada Donor Network because organ donation is misunderstood and it needs more, people need more education. Um, and I want more awareness for it because 
yes, I have a disease, but you never know when, God forbid, you might need a transplant. Um, and so, you know, it, sometimes TV shows and movies sort of make it fantastical. Yeah, glorify um, and glorify it. Glorify mm -hmm. it. And it's really not fair to the process because it's not a simple process at all. And mm -hmm. you have to be part of the system and there's a scoring system. And the idea with transplant is always you need to be sick enough to need one, yet strong enough to survive it. So it's a very, very delicate balance, and you never want to be transplanted too soon. But if you wait too long, you won't, you won't make it. Um, so it's a fine line. And so the more that people register to be an organ donor, the more people have chances to get a donation, to get a transplant, to survive. To live. Yeah. A lot of people die while waiting on the list. Wow. So for everybody that's listening, we'll definitely add a website into Lauren's profile on Tigo Direct so you can find out more information about organ doning, donations and what you can do to help and how you can be there. So I, I have 15,000 other questions, but this is International Women's Day and we only have like a few more minutes. But I wanted to ask you about, you know, you've always been creative. You were in fashion. I mean, look at you. You look amazing. Thank you so know, much. what? is next for you? I mean, you don't sit still, so what's next? What's on the horizon? Um, we moved back to Las Vegas recently and are part of a family project, which I'm really excited about. I'm excited to help and help with the creative process, and it's very art-centric, and the vision behind it is, is really exciting. Um, I plan on writing another book. Um, I have kind of a lot of things that just are sort of percolating in my mind, and. Like I said, I'm just so grateful to have the opportunity to, to be able to use my imagination and kind of see where it goes and to get up every day. Yeah, it's amazing. We're sitting in 920. Um, this is one of the first little nuggets of this major project that your family has taken on. And, you know, it's amazing. And we'll get pictures and stuff for you guys later. But this is where the Now Honors is going to be in October. And we're excited about that. You know, I want you to just, everybody, she's looking at me. She's, that's why she's looking a little on an angle, because she's looking at me. But I'm going to ask you, Lauren, before we wrap this up, if you will just look in that camera and tell the moms, the women, out there, the young people out there in the world that are going, I can't because I'm old. I can't because I'm young. I can't because I don't have enough money. I can't because I stubbed my toe. If you just give them a little shout out because this is International Women's Day, you keep moving every day. How do you do it? How would you tell them to do it? You just take it day by day, little by little. Sometimes when the whole world feels like it's too overwhelming, you just take it morsel by morsel, um, you can achieve anything. You know, m your mind is a very powerful thing, and it, finding the good in in everything, even if that little thing is, you woke up that morning and you took a deep breath. I, I think that so many people uh, take for granted the simplicity of how beautiful that alone is and that you know life does not need to be grand and you don't need to have everything always and everything doesn't need to be figured out at all times um, sometimes just finding gratitude for the smallest thing uh, will help you in every way 
Well, I want to thank you so much for being a part of International Women's Day. It is awesome to know you. We touched on the peak, peak, peak of your story. I would love to sit down with you and really go deep. Thank We've you. been showing your book cover. We've been showing information. You guys go to Tigo Direct if you want to connect with Laura, Lauren in person or directly. She can help you there. And we're going to get her to come back on the show and do a different interview and just Good go deeper. You. Thank you so thank much you. and happy International Women's Thank Day. Thank you so much.